sex and lifestyle podcast that you didn't know you needed. This is the Swinging Soulmates podcast with your host, Mondo and Sativa. Please relax, unwind, and come play with us and our guest co-host as we candidly share our personal experiences and erotic escapades in the lifestyle. Motivated by passion and purpose, our goal is to create a community that allows themselves to be educated and entertained through the tales of the swinging soulmates. Mondo and Sativa are not medical professionals, yet we are a happily married couple of 19 years and in the LS for 10. We have a deep, unwavering commitment to our marriage and to holding a space in normalizing and redefining the concept of relationships and monogamy. The Swinging Soulmate strives to be a resource and inspiration to others. So subscribe, put a reoccurring play date on your calendar, and come along with us as we journey deep into our lives as Swinging Soulmates. everyone. Welcome to another fire-ass episode of your favorite couple. Um, you know, you know who we are, soulmates and swingers. This is your girl, Lady Sativa, aka your desire, your husband's desire, your boyfriend's desire, your girlfriend's desire, your wife's desire. I mean, shit, everyone. Uh, Sugar Walls, Darling Nikki, that bitch. And I'm going to come up with more AKAs. I'm sure every week you guys are like, let's, that's what we should actually do. I should do kind of like a drinking game on my AKAs. Um, if I hit five, take a shot. We'll just put it out up there now. Um, and then my king, you guys know my awesome co-host. How's everybody doing? My sexy king, Lord Mondo. So before we get started, please, everyone. Show us some love by hitting that like, subscribing, sharing, leave a shout out. You know, we don't bite unless you want us to. Just let us know exactly what it is that we can do for you. Um, any topics of any shows, any questions, like I said, that you have. We do have polls and questions up. So make sure that you participate and uh, answer those, tap into them. And like I said, show us some love. Because we are extending the love through our podcast every week. And we hope that you feel it. So, as I mentioned, we have another fire-ass episode. You guys know that I've talked a lot about being accountable. Um, understanding who you are. Why you do what you do. How you understand yourself. And how you portray or even, not even portray, but just the 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 actual genuineness that's correct genuine that's correct my you know my producer who's also he likes to correct me sometimes on my on my verbiage um i'm gonna have to go with you on this one i'm not sure i've never heard of genuineness or whatever you just tried to say (laughs) so once again guys you know it's we record on the weekends so last night was friday we went out we saw some friends that we hadn't seen in a very long time. So it was another late night. 
I wasn't drinking Modelo till six this morning, but I was drinking hazy IPA. But I've had my water. I'm good. So, anywho, if I do fumble, you know, that's why it don't don't judge me. It's almost summer. Okay, we'll go back. You guys know that I celebrate from my birthday month all the way through the end of the summer. So that's my excuse. Anywho, as I was going forward, um, it's important for individuals to understand, like I said, who they are in order to be the best person for your interpersonal relationships, for relationships with just other human beings. And we're going through a lot of shit right now. A lot of look over here, look over here within our society. And that's all by design. But we have to understand why we're looking over here, looking over here, maybe distracted by some of the things that are going on within our society. We have to also be present and understand that all that distraction can take us away from who we really are as human beings. We are innately individuals that care and love and look out for others. And unfortunately, that's becoming few and far between right now. But I think that if we really work and we're, we are truthful with ourselves, we have a lot of reflection, then we can be okay in the fact that, yeah, we've tripped, we've maybe slipped, um, maybe we've fallen a little to the wayside as far as love for another person, you know, for humankind and not just ourselves, but just what's going on on the outside every day. Um, then we can make things a little bit better. I know Lord Mondo has said before, I'm such a hippie in my thinking, but I mean, if we could be like Disneyland and just every morning send a nice big puff of marijuana out over the world, this would be such a better place. But being that, that, and I say Disneyland because if you don't know, they pump the smells into Disneyland. I was going to say, what Disneyland they pump marijuana out of there? I've said it before. And then I thought, well, maybe let me clarify. So really quickly, if you ever notice in Disneyland, you're like, why does it smell like caramel corn on Main Street? And then you get over, you know, in Tomorrowland or whatever, and it smells like churros. That's because they actually pump those smells in through little air vents throughout the park. So that kind of keeps you in that happy mood. So there is my example of if we just woke up every day and the world was covered in a nice big puff of cannabis smoke. I think you'd be okay with that old lady who's driving her Cadillac at 22 miles per hour, and you may be five minutes late, or you may not be able to get to your Starbucks before you go to work in the morning. Maybe you'll understand and you'll care a little more um, if that happened. But this episode is going to tap into all of what I just discussed, plus more. And how that really relates to your intimacy, how that relates to how you deal with your, like your relationships, whether that be friend level, whether that be romantic, whether that be familial. It's just very important for us to understand that we are in the age of, I believe it's Aquarius. And Aquarius is a time for awakening and for change, like I said, reflect self-reflection um, and action. And as long as we understand that we're in that age and we're being blessed with the opportunity to better ourselves, 
then we can we can change our lives, honestly. So today's guest co-host is somebody who is well-versed, who I will refer to as an expert in all of the things that I've discussed, plus more. Um, Harmony has a unique history in the health industry. She has 15 years of experience and education, creating a holistic picture of health and wellness. You guys know how I feel about health and wellness. We so concentrate on going to the doctor to make sure that your blood pressure is right. We go to the dentist. I hope you guys go to the dentist twice a year. Um, people go to the optometrist. You know, there are things that we do to make sure that our, our health and wellness, as we see it as the physical side, is taken care of. But our health and wellness is so much more than that. It's sexual health and wellness. It's your mental, mental health and wellness. So we need to make sure that for us to work at our best and optimal um, capacity, all of those things need to be in harmony. You know, they need to have like a, a symbiotic synergy. Um, Is that a pun? Is that a word? Is that a pun? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Her name is Oh, my God. I see. It just... Look, it just comes out. Not even really nice. Just I, came out perfectly. It just came out perfectly. So <laughs> Harmony's background is in skin therapy, and I definitely have some questions regarding that. Clinical hypnotherapy and energy healing. She currently has a practice as a personal expansion specialist, supporting clients own their power and live their lives purpose. Oh, got chills. So prior to us coming on, I was just talking to her about living your passion and purpose. She has developed her own healing program. She takes clients um, through that program and individuals that really want to work on that aspect of their lives. She is also a best-selling published author. There we go. We love that. Her passion is to flood the earth with love and teach people about proactive health in all aspects. Please welcome to the podcast, Harmony Whittington. Oh, yay. I get applause and everything. Thank yeah. you. It is, it is an honor to be here. And I want to let you know um, whether you had fun last night or not. I'm celebrating the fact that you did. All of your words are beautiful and you have phenomenal eloquence one way or the other. So thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I am, like I said, so excited. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even. So you guys know that sometimes we do visual and whatnot. I just noticed. Is that a, <laughs> that a bird or a bird? This is uh, Rukia, and uh, he's been with me for 15 years. I've had him since he was a hatchling, so he's my little, my little mascot, my little familiar, my oh, little healing my buddy, gosh. and he's with me at all times. So he's, I have a very deep set collarbone, and he likes to nestle in there, and it's nice and comfortable. <laughs> honestly, didn't yeah. I just look now? I'm like, wait, just chilling. He's like, do what you're gonna do. I'm gonna stay right here in my comfort spot. Um, yeah. That's I do a lot of podcast interviews with him on me because he just nestles in and gets comfortable and he, he never interrupts. It's very sweet. That energy is just, it's, it's palpable. Um, that says so much. I, I mean, I want to say they're like, you know, animals, I think can teach a lot and the pet is a lot. And it's just an example of keep going, do what you need to do, but, because, <laughs> you know, like, and I'm I'm gonna be um complimentary to what it is that you're doing. 
And that says a lot about how we should interact with others every single day. Um, I like to say part of my, my life's motto and what I try to remember every day is lack of passion is fatal. If you don't tap into what you are truly here, and I also like to say, if you don't know your purpose, tap into your passion first. That will direct you to what your purpose is. Um, how do you feel about individuals tapping into their passion, which will then lead to discovering their purpose? I mean, you know, after COVID, I think we're living in really, I don't want to say, um, I don't want to say dangerous times, but very um, urgent times where there needs to be changes made. But that starts with each individual and then who we are as a society. So how do you feel about individuals that they live every day and they never take the time to think about, is this what I am supposed to do in this life? Ever since I was a teenager, I want to say probably 14, my favorite quote, I don't even know who said it, uh, has always been and has motivated and driven me is without passion, there's no reason for existence. Mm -hmm. So that's been my driver almost my whole life is what am I passionate about? And the first question that I usually ask people when I meet them is what are you passionate about? And most of them stop and go, are you going to ask me about what I do for work? And I'm like, yeah, I really don't care about what you do for work. I care about what makes you happy. You know, what do you do that feeds your soul? And they're like, uh, I've never asked myself that question. Uh-oh. And I'm like, sweet, let's figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think that uh, pre-COVID was a time when, you know, there were people that were voluntarily waking up as a result of 2012. 2012 was the end of one dispensation and the start of another. For many people, uh, there were massive wake-up calls that happened. I was one of them. I was in a severe car accident and had a, a major uh, concussion, which forced me to quit my previous career, which was in skin therapy and aesthetics. And that started the healing process, the reconciliation, the expansion, learning the lessons I needed to learn. And that was when I was called to start doing the work that I do after walking my own healing path. Yes. So going into COVID, I already had the tools to thrive. Mm -hmm. Whereas the people that didn't say yes to waking up in 2012, when we all did receive a wake up call. The energy did shift. We all know this. Some ignored it. Some paid attention. COVID forced the matter. So those who had been doing the work from 2012 until 2020 over that eight years stepped into 2020 and said, all right, it's time to do the work. I get the message universe. I hear you. I'm stepping into myself. And they were able to spend time with their loved ones. They were able to bake bread. My man made sourdough. He perfected sourdough yes. Yes. <laughs> and mozzarella. And kombucha. And oh my gosh, the list went on. He had so much fun. My son and I played Pokemon together and went for long walks. Mm -hmm. Pokemon Go was ridiculous. How old so is I spent quality time. He's 23 now. He was, he, he's, yeah, he was 20 at the time. But you know. <laughs> yes, my <laughs> so oldest we, we went is 25. Um, I nice. Played, yeah. 25, 14. You know exactly what yeah. it's like. So it was definitely, yeah, I so think it's, as a boy mom, it allowed you to. Maybe take some time to go, you know what, let's, 
let's really work on like our relationship as as mother and son. But then also that time, I think, really helped a lot of young men to know what it is that they want um, and to pursue that. And I think that's very evident now when you have this huge disconnect between young men and young women. Um, I was just talking about, I think, last episode that it's 64% of young men between the age of 18 and 34. They can, well, they are, they are single. Um, and the reason why is because they're like, I don't know where I fit. I don't know where, you know, what these women want, or if I do, it's not attainable right now. So I think that if, as, you know, as a mother, and especially with a young man, if you took the opportunity during that time to really help develop a good, strong relationship that helped them to be much more prepared three years later. Um, so yeah, I get that. Yeah. And Pokemon Go is fire, by the way. I, I play with my son. So. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of quality time during uh, at the beginning of COVID. Well, I love how you said that if people were doing the work between um, 2012 and you know 2020, they went into it a little more prepared. And it's um, eye-opening to me because I, we never, nothing skipped a beat for us. Um, hubby is an educator and, you know, he had to go teaching at home. Our boys had to go to being schooled at home and it was just such an easy transition. And we actually thrived from being together for 16 months. Um, so it's very eye-opening when you said that the work, if you did the work, um, in 2012. Expand on that a little bit for those individuals that are listening and they're like, I don't know what happened or what should have happened or how should I have felt during that time? Um, yeah, thank you. Um, so 2012 was, if you look at the energetics of it, the um, Aztec calendar actually predicted that 2012 was going to be the end of the world. Yes, okay. <laughs> and a lot of people... A lot of people were like, the, the end of the world is coming. The end of the world is coming. And a lot of uh, Christians and stuff were mm -hmm. preparing for the end of the world mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And what, what's really amazing is when you look at, say, the tarot card, the tower. I don't know if you guys know what the tower looks like, but basically it's a burning tower with mm -hmm. people jumping out the windows uh, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. anarchy, right? Yeah. Now, most people, when that card gets pulled, I don't do tarot reading myself. I like the cards and stuff. I don't do tarot reading mm -hmm. myself, but I play with them once in a while because I have tons of cards. And when you look at that card and it gets pulled, most people are like, the world is ending. Yeah. It's actually not true. Mm -hmm. It's the signification of the end of something and the start of something new. So this is what the Aztec calendar was actually predicting. predicting. It was the okay. end of a time a dispensation, a period, mm -hmm. and the start of a new mm -hmm. period. So this was the end of the, the stronghold, the powerful universal grip that Christianity had on all of us for 2,000 years. Mm -hmm. No big deal, mm -hmm. right? I was literally and thinking that. I was like, if that, it was during that time. It, yeah, that, that's exactly what I was thinking yeah. when you were talking. I said, you know, about the beautiful religious religion. And then I think it became a time when people started knowing that let me find the truth or at least let me find the truth that works for me and stop living so much yeah. in that, in, in doctor and in, that indoctrined kind of mindset. Reality. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So this was literally a universal wake up call. And when I talk to a lot of people and I say, what happened in 2012? There, there will be some brick wall that everybody has hit, mm-hmm. some wake up call. And a lot of people like me said yes and started the healing work and started to step more into alignment with an awareness that allowed for them to realize that they're in the driver's seat mm-hmm. and they create their mm-hmm. reality, mm-hmm. right? And started to become more true to themselves. Mm-hmm. Some people let go of one master and picked up another. Yes. Yeah. Some people said no and hid in the closet and pretended like nothing was going on. Yes. And I, and I will <laughs> Some say- Some people were too afraid, I was right? probably that individual um, because you are, I'll say for myself, I was definitely like, okay, you, you, you go to college, you graduate, you find that person that you're going to marry, you get married, you guys do well, then you have kids. And whatever your career is, you do what you need to do to provide that, you know, that stable life. So if you're working in a job that you just don't really love, it's what you do because you're an adult now and you have those responsibilities. And it's also living in fear. Definitely. It's living in fear. Yes. The universe is constantly telling you and then you're working against it. But when you work in conjunction with things just open up and it's like the universe will then, I don't want to say conspire to make sure that what you want will happen, but you've got to work together. And that work can be a multitude of things. But most importantly, at the universe definitely is like, let's get your energy clear. Like, let's help you to understand who you are. Let's maybe tap into some of the things that in your childhood, because we all know that is nurture versus nature type of thing. Things that you experience as you grew up, they manifest themselves as in your adulthood. And they can be good or bad, but you have to take the time to understand and decipher that. So I know that I probably around that time, well, we, uh, our youngest was about a year old during that time. And I was home with them, but that was the time that I really started pursuing entrepreneurship. But because I was so scared, I did things like passion parties. I did designer deals. I was a wedding coordinator. Like I did things that pacified that inner um, creator in me and who I am supposed to be and who I am now. It placated it, but it took 2016 for me to finally go, okay, I don't know everything. Let me give up control because I, I guess I don't have it, you know, as much as I thought that I had it. I don't. And let me go on the journey that I need to go on. Um, and so I, it's just like, I have chills. I've had chills for 30 minutes now because what you're saying is so powerful and relatable to me. And I think that any of our listeners, if they really take the time to kind of sit back and think they can identify that that opportunity that they had or what went on in 2012 or within the following years that they were either fighting against the change, you know, knowingly or you know, un, unwillingly. Um, but that just lets you know that the universe has the ultimate control overall. Because like I was telling you, 2020 was just a sign for the universe was like, 
human race, sit the hell down. You guys don't have it. I've let you have so many years and centuries to try to get it right. And you guys keep fucking it up. And it's getting worse. So sit your asses down for a year. Okay. Um, and then we're gonna we're gonna work to, we're gonna work this out. Um have you seen um this movie called Digus or documentary? No. Okay, it's um I'll have to look it up. I think yeah. it's on YouTube or Netflix. Yeah, I think it's on YouTube, right? Um, That's where you can find it right now. Yeah. But the uh it goes into a bunch of different things, but one of the parts it talks about religion and it talks about how people uh misinterpreted the writings that end up becoming the Bible and how when it talks about the end of time and uh, mm-hmm. like the end of the world scenarios, it's actually just referring to uh, a change in the literally this is the in the year. So like this is the year of the Aries, but the Aquarius, yeah, uh, and the th- the yeah, Aquarius. yeah. Like Going so, it just changes in the year. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really supposed to be the end of the world, when like say, everybody yeah. was worried about. Um, so that just reminded me of what you just said about the Mayan calendar too, because that's kind of along the same line. So the Nostradamus is that what he based it? Like he misinterpreted that the the calendar and those teachings as well, because he was always allegedly he's the one that would, you know, um, prophesize things that have. I don't, to my knowledge, I don't think he's prophesized anything that has been one hundred percent correct. I think you can always kind of pick and choose like, well, this relates to that. Um, but did he base his, his, you know, prophecy on the Mayan calendar? And do you know, you know, is, is his interpretation based upon that? That's the thing that's really um, interesting is uh, the math ended up actually being wrong. So mm-hmm. if we actually look at the year 2012, that would have been actually uh, dictated by the current calendar that we are following. Mm-hmm. And when they did the math properly, they actually realized that what the calendar was predicting was the end of the world in 2020. Wow. So, yeah, I know you guys are like 2012. This is, yeah, that makes so much sense. Holy shit. What's interesting <sighs> was 2012 was a wake up call. 2020 was the ultimate lockdown. Was, that was wow. the massive world shutting down. Everything, you know, had to stop. That was the true prediction. And they didn't realize it until 2020. And then they went back and looked and they were like, we got the math wrong because we were trying shit. to use their calendar yeah. with ours. And we realized that by their calendar, the actual prediction of the end of the world would have been 2020 because it would have been 2012 by their standards mm-hmm. in our 2020. Yeah. There was an eight-year oh, wow. uh, mistake in that wow. <laughs> We And we're so hard-headed. We think that the way that we do things in current times is the right way. But if we really just exactly listen, um, I mean, we learned this year that in what the 1700s, the people that lived in New Orleans told them like you know those that were that. like you know part of the city planning or the the planning of the like do not expand anymore it like this is as much as that yeah this is as much as the infra- infrastructure can to handle because it's going to flood and this was hundreds of years ago but of course they did not listen so it's just like why are we so hard-headed that we think 
we tell our 14 year old, we know what we're talking about. I think I get it that you think like, well, these crazy people, they don't know. But we do because of experience and knowing what is it about us that makes us so stubborn that we just don't pay attention to the signs? Or is that part of our journey? As a society, it's ego. It's the egoic mind. It is for ego is there to preserve you. Mm. Ego is there to keep you safe. So when a new truth comes, ego goes, No, I've proven this truth. I know it's safe. And you're presenting me something that I don't mm-hmm. know. So I need to reject that because mm-hmm. I just, I don't, I don't know if it's safe. Mm-hmm. This is what I know to be the truth. And we need to see ego as something that is actually our friend and it's working for us. Yes. And say, I see you, ego, and I see that this is scary for you. However, I'd like to give you a new agenda mm-hmm. because this is the direction I want to go in. So guess what? Get on board. Yeah. Hey. What most love- spiritual teachers actually teach is to let go of ego. I firmly disagree with that thought mm-hmm. process. You are trying to deny a powerful aspect of you, just like the needing of water, sleep, and food, and sex. Let's not forget. We need it. Yes. Just going to say. Yes. Right. Very so much so. If we try to forsake a powerful aspect of ourselves that is there and is our friend and is helping preserve our our life, our safety, mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense. So I'm just going to say that I think it's more important to actually work with mm-hmm. ego mm-hmm. and learn how to update ego's agenda as opposed to forsaking and denying it. I, just like so homeostasis. Powerful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Homeostasis is. The most powerful force on the universe mm-hmm. outside of love, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it keeps our our blood at a perfect pH. Yeah. It keeps our at a perfect pH. Mm-hmm. It keeps our sugar box at a perfect, perfect pH. Because yeah. we all know what happens when the sugar box is out of whack. Right? Ugh, right? <laughs> no fun. So homeostasis is our best friend. And yet homeostasis actually tries to stop us from expanding. Because this is familiar. This is safe. So I need to keep you here. And if we learn how to work with homeostasis to create new states, to anchor new states, we're actually using that powerful force for our expansion. Mm -hmm. So let go of the idea that change or these different things means you have to let go of powerful aspects of yourself to expand. That's bullshit. Just going to say. Work with these Mm -hmm. things and give them a new agenda. Learn how these different aspects of yourself work. To support your expansion. And work with it. I think, you know, we, and it's common, it's science that the brain is so complex and we don't know 10% of how it actually works. However, if we work with what we do know, we are tapping into working with our brain and being very powerful. Thank you for joining us on Soulmate. We hope that you enjoyed yourself just as much as we did. Please don't miss our next play date. It just wouldn't be the same without you. Until next time, be passionate. Be in the moment. Be bold. Be loving. Be the best version of you. Love and light. Hey, this is Mondo. Thanks for joining us this week on Soulmates and Swingers. If you have any questions, or any topics that you want us to cover, you can reach us at 12-I-N-N-S-A-T-I-V-A at gmail.com. 
and also on Twitter at 12 I N N S A T I D A. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe, comment, hit all the buttons you can except for the delete button, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.